You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy Black Dante on all social media. That's a Facebook. I don't even know her like that. And my AKA for today will be Never Turn Down a Good Now. And I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. Hello, everybody. It's Candace, not so newlywed PC on all social media. Um, my AKA for today is Tiffany Whitslow. You are doing the most. You are literally yapping off at the mouth because you can't get popped right now in your state of pregnancy. And it shows. I am looking very much forward to dragging you when we get to Love and Marriage Huntsville. Um, But before we get there, let's welcome in our third and most eloquent co-host. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. This is Adrian, a.k.a. Please stop asking Marcus Houston questions because he keeps exposing himself as a creep. Please. Just just please stop. Very very salient point. Very salient. Who who keeps putting the mic you, in front of him and asking for this information? You are a groomer. We don't care. We don't care the circumstances. And, and, and the answers never work in your favor. Talking about, oh, well, just young women come with less baggage. So you did seek out to find a much, much younger woman is what you're telling us. Just stop. As a whole, sending- I just, <laughs> go ahead, Adrian. Just stop because you're sending people down rabbit holes to line up stuff because I have gone down a rabbit hole on this thing that I did not care about because I remember it when it first happened and I was like, oh, that's creepy, whatever, whatever. Then he came out with whatever this uncensored thing, which you should have definitely censored yourself, bro. But you did that and then now it's just all this information. There's someone that has a video that allegedly and i've seen the video that they had had marcus houston chris stokes and that young lady and she would have been about 15 16 years old oh yep uh a part of me says that we need to throw all of famous and wealthy people away in the world they are fucking deviants men and women alike looking at you tiffany haddish Mm. okay looking at I just, baby, we can see you liking tweets on Twitter. And then to lock up your account like a fucking coward. And you're just a bad person. And I, the only good thing that came came from you is me going viral because over 16 million impressions of people hate you. (laughs) My tweets about Tiffany Haddish went completely viral. And I'm talking about millions of impressions in less than two hours that day. Do you know how disliked people you have to be for somebody to go viral for calling out how awful of a person you are in less than two hours? And very few, because my mentions have been rolling like it's fucking loud. Very (laughs) few of my mentions have been in defense of her. Literally 98% of the mentions and tweets and retweets have been saying, God, this bitch is awful. Because, I mean, it's nothing to defend. There's nothing redeeming about this lady. And this is what I mean. Like, not all black people can go to not all black people. Some of you motherfuckers are rotten to the core and you need to stay right where the crackers is at. Burning hell. That's what I wanted to say. 
before we get into the shows, though, we're going to get into some ratchet mess of the week because a lot has been going on, no? I mean... Uh, too much. Too much. Um, I guess we could discuss first... Um, Okay. Bambi, Imani, Erica, Mama D, all of this chaos and calamity is a result of Scrappy being a bitch. These women is fighting amongst themselves up and through, up and down the internet. And it's all a result of this man not being a man and being a child. Because when he was having all these issues with Erica back in the day, he used to run to his mama. Then when him and Erica tried to work it out, he started fucking with Bambi. And when Erica said, I don't need you, none of you motherfuckers, I can, I can do this on my own and got gone, he instantly became bitter because he thought that much like times before, Erica was supposed to stick around while he treated her like shit. But much to his dismay, the price had went up for Erica Dixon. The price had went up. She she was no longer his high, his childhood sweetheart who he was living in the projects with and he threw her a scrap when he was famous for a minute. Erica got on love and hip hop and somehow found her way to other bags and modeling and print and any and everything else and got a bag for herself and she didn't have to deal with Scrappy's bullshit no more. And so that's what it is. He went ahead and he pity Mary Bambi because nobody else wanted Scrappy. Nobody else wanted that motherfucker like that. And in his bitterness, allowed it, constantly talking shit about Erica, trying to get him money taken away. And he allowed Bambi to be a part of that. So now she feels comfortable disrespecting his child. And that's a, that, that's all he's doing. Because you have never had, you've never stood on your own like a grown ass man. You have always looked for women to rescue you from situations you have created for yourself. And now it shows. If it wasn't your mammy, it was your wife. And... Bambi, you are fucking miserable. First of all, bitch, you got them little ass teeth, even though they veneers now. Who going to get little veneers? You just miserable. You miserable. That marriage didn't work. You thought you had a prize in Scrappy and you found out that the grass was not indeed greener on the other side. But Erica could have told you that. You did all that backbiting, backstabbing and scheming and plotting to get him and you got nothing. You got a motherfucker who you got an additional child birth three but you've been raising four girl eat shit truly and shout out to imani for dragging the shit out of bambi y'all got anything y'all want to say no nah, she was just wrong because whether the situation she disclosed uh with imani and erica whether it happened or not whether it was valid or not, you took a private moment that she shared with you, according to you, to try to put Erica on blast on the internet. Cause that's the only person you could have been aiming for. And you did all you did all that. And I mean, you ruined to me, you ruined a bridge with one with your uh kids half sibling. I concur. Um, all of this chaos, uh, you know, to your point, can stem from Scrappy. He is the comic, the nigga, nigga, and has been for a very long time in the turmoil that all these women and the, and the kids, you know, in, in the crossfire. And it's because Scrappy has been allowed to be a big ass man child with no accountability. And it's just, it's unfortunate uh, for mostly for the kids. Uh, and until Scrappy, you know, stops being, you know, for lack of a better word, a bitch, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue. Um, speaking of VH1, Adrian um, brought up that 
VH1 Couples Retreat is back and it's now on MTV and it's featuring, which has got my attention, Jock and Kendra, but kind of because I feel like Jock and Kendra is Monique and Derek, except she guys got a nicer, she, she slimmer, she's smaller. Because all she do is search through this nigga phone, find out he a piece of shit and still stay. What you want us to do with this? Y'all see you? I keep telling you this is a part of her cosplay fantasy. I'm telling you. (laughs) Does she want to just be a ride or die? Because I just do not understand. First of all, Kendra is a beautiful woman and we will not take that away from her. She, Mm -mm. She is beautiful. Her body is fucking crazy. She is maybe successful. I don't know how successful she is as a lawyer, but either way, people just, any and everybody can't become an attorney. I mean, I'm sure some of them are not that great at it, as we okay, can see right. with young thugs, uh, lawyer and shit like that. But it still, takes a, it still takes something. And so I just don't understand being with a man with all these fucking kids who's not that great of a parent, who's not on that great of terms with his kids' moms, who who y'all lied and concocted a whole story about a break baby when that was a baby that came came together while y'all were together. What is the appeal? Like, what are you what are you after? I don't get it. You could do so much better. And young jock is not attractive. And we saw the nudes, so. And the meat is not meeting. He's not giving forever I'm. Oh, the Lord's blessing was bountiful with that one. <laughs> I, except for just, I mean, I don't need to, you don't got to put your booty hole on Twitter every day. I mean, you can if you want to. Because ultimately it's... it's it, ultimately, it's your booty hole for. But I'm just saying, it would like some downtime too. But you know who your target audience is as well. That's all I'm saying. While we over here with Love and Hip Hop couples and so on and so forth, um, Nikki Baby from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood is expecting her first child with LiAngelo Ball, one of three of the Ball brothers, whose dad is LeVar. And I, if I got to be honest, she kind of dated down. She It had to be for love because she comes mm-hmm. from money. She is probably one of the few people we've seen on Love and Hip Hop who actually came from money. My son in the back, wilder. Oh you God. think if they bring back Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, she going to be on there with him? No. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't think I, so. I hate it. Whenever they have shit that I actually would want to follow. When the see, they don't, they don't want to be on no more. <laughs> Like, I'm not even being funny because it's some conversations I want to have. One, according to the internet, I don't know how much I believe it, but according to the internet, Nikki Baby is only 32, which means when she... (laughs) Yeah, 32 years of age, which is very off-putting considering she was fucking Safari and he is like in his 40s. So she was like 22? Yeah, like 22, 23 when she first came on the show. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. That, ooh, That's an old work. 22. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Uh, I just and she quick. had work done and looked like that. Oh, I, Lord. Um, I, I, I put myself on mute because I wanted to Google it uh, just real quick about Kendra. Apparently, she is a successful attorney. She's a criminal uh, defense attorney here. And apparently, she got good rating, so I guess she is. I mean, successful. so she kept, did she keep people out of jail? Or... Now, now, now that. Because as a criminal defense attorney, you get the money whether they go to jail or not. I, now, see, <laughs> Google, Google ain't telling me all that, my friend. I just looked oh. it up. 
I'm just asking. I'm just asking questions. Valid no. question, though. Valid question. No, nah, but if she um, getting if she's getting business, she's probably doing really well on the criminal. Yeah. So not, I mean, if anything, we're not taking anything from Kendra other than the fact that where's your self-esteem at to be wanting to deal and you don't hear this the other part for me i understand like divorce and relationships get really sticky when there's kids involved you and this man don't have any children you have expressed that you don't want any children with him because he has enough kids for the both of y'all i don't get staying and going through this and 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 constantly allowing this man to play in your face and embarrass you and embarrass you while the cameras is rolling I don't understand that. She wanted to win. There's nothing else I can think of besides that. She wanted to win. Now what? And he ain't a prize. Winning. Yeah, that now what she was winning, I don't know. Not a prize at all. It's and like winning like her, but if that's what she like. My God, her. that man got a nose on him. I know he could sniff a brick of coke in one take. I know it. I know it when that motherfucker sneezed, the foundation on the house get to quivering. I just, mm-mm. He got to sneeze bell pepper seeds. Got to. Anyways, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> and the biggest thing for me this week was seeing that Quad is indeed filming with the cast of Married to Medicine because rumors were swirling how they had started filming, yet Quad hadn't been seen filming with the cast yet and so on and so forth. Um, but Miss Mamas is, in fact, filming with the crew. She let it be known that ain't nobody going to knock her off her square or off her check. I want to go on the record as saying that we gave Quad hell last season about the hand that she played in that whole Toya Neela robbery situation. I want to walk that back because after seeing every single one of these ladies go to Dr. G's wedding, knowing that he admitted to not only cheating, but being physically abusive to Quad on the last reunion he was on. We are not friends. And I don't, everyone, I don't, and I mean this about Jackie, Simone, Heavenly, Toya, and whoever fucking else, Phaedra was at that fucking wedding. Don't, don't question Quad about her friendship to y'all or how she views y'all. Y'all have made, y'all have drawn y'all line in the sand. Y'all are not friends with her. Y'all don't see it for her. Leave her the fuck alone. She should come around when and if she want to come around, you hoes. But it'll be a cold day in hell before I go to a, a man's wedding who was just, who was known and admitted to on national TV that he cheated on and abused my friend. So I don't remember. And not that this makes a, a big difference, but were they friends with Quad through Dr. Greg? Yes. Okay. Well, that, that him sounds him, familiar. Him and, uh, him and Mariah. Okay. That sounds familiar yeah. then. Okay. Because it was Mariah yeah. who brought Quad, you know, on the show back when they were friends. And then they, that's, uh, and then Quad and Greg got together. So, but um, I have, I've said this on Twitter. I think I said it last week and I'll repeat it here again. Uh, it's just, I think this is just a combination of how that group views marriage um it is that you know the pinnacle for them they are very much a lot of them are very much uh patriarchal um in that aspect uh, some more than others but they all dip in into it um and they have never forgiven quad for daring to divorce and leave a man who they knew he was terrible and still decided to remain friends with him and then also abusive they never stopped keeping in contact with with him i think as a matter of fact i think it was after he left i think one reunion it might have been 
maybe the season after or a couple of seasons after, but I think Andy asked them at one reunion, like, do y'all still, you know, talk to Greg or whatever, how he doing? And I think it was Cecil. I think mm-hmm. it, was, it was even Cecil or Eugene that said, yeah, we still talk to him. So they never stopped being friends with him um, because they viewed Quad had a hand in, in the destruction of that marriage. And whether or not she did, the fact that y'all knew he was terrible and also y'all knew because he said it that he was abusive towards So I don't give a fuck what Quad did in that marriage. At that point, once it gets to that, I don't give a fuck what she did. You stop talking to that nigga. And let's be honest, honest, what Quad did to ruin that marriage was she refused to be forced into having a baby with Dr. G. Mm -hmm. This was the big area of dissension between them. He wanted a baby. She didn't want no kids with him. And and now after everything fell apart, we saw why. Why would she want to be having kids with an abuser and somebody who can't keep their dick in their pants? What, so he could have brought her home an STD while she was pregnant? This You were saying, Adrian, that this is very realistic, and it is, and this is why abusers keep uh, abusers are able to keep abusing when and how they feel like it, because they're never held accountable by their circle. Yeah. I literally That's- saw a tweet, and I, the man said, I remember that I was friends with a guy who was abusive, um, but once he ended that relationship and got a new one, he hasn't been abusive again. And my thing is, how do you know that? You only know what you see when you're around them. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. I'm one of those people that don't believe like abusers are really redeemable because they never really actually do the work to unpack where all of that comes from and how to heal it. Most abusers remain abusive and they are they just get better at hiding their abuse. And to add on to that, Candace, for the most part, as a society, we don't have, even if they are redeemable and can unlearn and heal and be better as as a collective, as a society, we don't have the facilities to facilitate that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, and not only that, when I was saying about the cat, uh, not only the men, but the women too, like all of them still remain friends with me. So That's why I yeah. said it's really realistic because I know I've had people that I've met through someone that I was dating and they were abusive and treated me like shit and they were still friends and kicking it. And it was hard for me as a person because it's like, if I'm your friend, how are you chummy with somebody who has treated me in a disrespectful manner? So there are some friendships that I don't have beef with them. I wish the best for them. If I saw them, I'd probably say hi and catch up. But I'm not as close with them as I was. And will and will likely never be because, again, I feel like there are certain things where you do have to draw your line in the sand and you do have to pick a side. I'm not even being funny about that. Maybe because like little shit like, oh, you know, they fell out because she 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 borrowed somebody's shoes and ain't giving back and that other friend got pissed. Cool. But to me, abuse, abuse of any kind to to your partner, to children, et cetera, you know, sexual assault, rape, all of those, those are lines in the sand for me. And you can you can ask you could ask one of my closest friends Tay about this and about Mr. Lumpy Face. Okay, <laughs> I knew that man in high school far before I knew Tay. We used to work at an amusement park together. When it when the abuse started, I drew a line in the sand. We there was no more friendship to be had once it got to that point. 
there's nothing to be discussed when somebody is abusing somebody close to me. I will draw a line in the sand and I will stand on that. That I have family members that I do not have a relationship with, have no desire to have a relationship. And I'm talking about a first cousin because you can go look up his criminal record and it includes domestic violence. And I have a strained relationship with some of the elders in my family because he shouldn't be even allowed at family dinner. It's too many. It's, it shouldn't be. It's just, I'm not dealing with it. You want to be an abuser? Cool. That Do you, hopefully somebody knock your motherfucking head off your shoulders about it eventually, but I'm not trying to be around you and have no relationship with you. So, Whatever havoc and whatever hell quad wreaks on the women this season, have at it, Miss Mamas. Do you? Because they let you know where you stand, where they stand with you. It is what it is. I, I agree. With um, let's hop into the shows. Let's get into speaking of hell basketball dingbats. Listen, okay, I'm not trying to be funny, and I I really do. I acknowledge and admire the fact that Duffy and her fiance had done the work to communicate better with each other for the sake of having a better relationship. But I do not care about her having this whole big thing in Mexico to say she finally ready to get married. I just do not care. Mm. I don't. Get married. If you want to show a motherfucker you ready to get married, what you do is plan the fucking wedding. Or am I the ding- am I the dummy here? Nah, you. I agree with you. I think I think part of they. I think this has been a the theme this season. I think it was drawn out and over the top the way that they did it because outside of that, there's not really much interesting with them. Like they don't have any other storyline or anything else interesting, so they had to like stretch out the wedding thing for theatrics. Maybe I'm being an asshole, but that's what it came off to me. That's the only thing I could think of, because, again, if you want to show a person you're ready to get married, you sit down and start planning (laughs) your wedding or you go to the courthouse and you get married. You are literally planning an event to say I'm ready to get married when you could just plan the wedding and get married. I, I agree with you, Jeremy. It feels like they created something to to provide a storyline and to amp up the drama. It's like making a filler the main story. Yeah. And I I listen. I empathize with Angel, but I don't know why she's on this show. She is not in a headspace to really be present in film. She has a lot going on with her children and things like that. Maybe maybe in another season or something, but she hasn't fully showed up and fully filmed and or anything, and we get near the end of the fucking season. I get, I get it. If nobody gets you, I get you. I understand how I feel about them babies and everything, but you're not in a position to film this show and make and add to it. You've added nothing to this season, honestly. And we empathize with you. We hope you can rest and heal and the kids and the babies are okay. But no, because you haven't even for, I feel like she hasn't, her and Rockstar don't even want the cameras in her home. Cause we'll see just how absent he is in helping her with the children. Mm-hmm. Because even if you can't be on all the girls' trips with all that you have going on, dealing with postpartum, your career, being a mom, you should be able to film in your home. It just something is very, the pieces are not connecting for me. And so I don't think she has a spot on this show. Um, the the real Jackie Christie been rearing her head for a few episodes now, and it finally came to a halt. Two, first thing, I just want to say... A liar calling another liar a liar is truly fucking inception. 
Spider-Man for the Jennifer, Spider-Man Jennifer Williams is known for being a fucking liar and a weirdo and, and a, a mean girl and being nasty and awful. And so this whole thing, like she is some innocent sweet lamb that Jackie Christie is trying to bully is absolute bullshit. And you have put me in a real fucked up predicament when you have me not necessarily siding with Jackie, but calling bullshit on how you portray in this situation. Because again, I don't fuck with Jackie, but when she come with receipts, if the receipts are valid, it is what it is. And she came with receipts where Jen was literally asking her for help and advice on his mid ass hair runway show in the street in swimming suits. You asked that lady for help and advice, even if not in an official capacity where you were paying her, you still solicited her help and her advice on the on getting this done. Right. Why, now, why lie about that? Right. Now, while you was asking Jackie Christie for help on fashion is besides the point. But yes, that did happen. Yes, we saw it that on That did TV happen. Show. It happened. And now, you know, I'm not saying Jackie's anger is is you know super valid in the way that she's reacting but absolutely if you were coming to her for advice and ideas and bouncing things off of her it's a form of help yeah you know what i feel like candace i feel like the to you kind of circling back to uh your last point about uh angel like i just feel like in the case of jackie and jen so much of a focus is on on them in this honestly ridiculous ass argument is because they just did not have anything to really like utilize the new and other returning girls this season, and it's very disappointing. They dry, yeah. And I do, lo- I do love Basketball Wives as an OG show, but it's getting to the love and hip hop phase for us where. We're not going to continue to cover it because nothing was really new and exciting this season with these storylines. You know, much like Jen Shaw, uh, British, not willing to talk about her legal issues because she they were ongoing and Brandy not really willing to be open and honest about the, the state of her shitty marriage. And so she's projecting all over the place and arguing with anybody and their mama, Malaysia, uh, Duffy, etc. It just was nothing new and exciting. I really, I'm just here so I don't get fined and I'm seeing it through. Yeah. But if the arguments that we're getting are from the fucking oldest women in this group, that's a problem. Keep it. That's a Jackie problem. sitting up here calling this woman all type of ghetto garbage and project bitches and like. And I am so I will say I'm really glad that Brandy called Jackie out. Because you get in front of Doug and you start acting like Mary fucking Poppins. And when Doug ain't nowhere around, you acting like a fucking gutter snipe. You would have, Jackie would have never acted like that if Doug was at that resort with her ass. And to me, that's really fucking weird for you to be a 50 plus year old woman who, who puts on a facade when you in front of your husband. Especially considering like nigga, he married to you. He know how ridiculous you are. Like he might not be on the show, but Doug, no, watch this show. He know what type of ridiculous shit you be on. He does. And the fact that Jackie sat up there and lied, talking about she don't be in everybody business. You literally had a meltdown earlier in the season because the lady said you be in everybody business. <laughs> Bitch, leave us alone. Not only that, Jackie, we got last season, the season before that, the season before that, the season before that, the season before that, of you literally being in everybody's business and fighting with everybody. Fight literally. Now please, please give it a wreck. <laughs> give it a wreck. <laughs> give it a rest. Because she is a wreck. Yeah, just she see, is. there you go. Thank you, friend. There you go. She is. 
that's all I have for this episode. Y'all want to take us into Seeking Brother Husband? Sounds good. Because I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Take us in, y'all. You the way, because I saw you came off mute as soon as Candace said Because <laughs> you know, basketball-wise ain't my thing, so I'll let y'all two do that. <laughs> um, I thank you and Jeremy for your contributions to the community by watching and reviewing basketball-wise <laughs> for the Ratcheteers. Um, but seeking brother husband, I'm throw like all that's of your them baby. Away. Throw all of them away. Like I, there's not there's not a healthy a healthy looking relationship on the show. I agree. There just isn't. Yeah, I feel like this show was such a missed opportunity. I feel like they didn't vet anybody. Like, is it just me or like? Because like, and follow me here. Like, this is the of the show. We here for mess. We not here for you know pristine. You know and completely functional because otherwise it'd be boring and we wouldn't be watching it right but especially given like how much of a stigma is on polyamorous relationships right and how you would think that the producers will maybe vet the couples a little bit more to like find a slither of healthiness so the couples could kind of like work through and you know show a different side of these relationships while also saying like hey you know, these are different and it can be healthy, but they face problems just like any other type of couple, just like monogamous couples, right? I feel like they didn't go into the show with that process because none of these motherfuckers are healthy. None of these motherfuckers are functional. None of them actually seem like they like the people that they with. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of mess and not in a good way. Am I wrong in that? No, I think I would have liked uh, boot. I don't want to say boot camp, like boot camp super nanny type style show where a couple that has kind of, I don't want to say conquered this, but have reached a healthy space where they don't kind of have this hey, this con- I- these constant internal conflicts amongst yes, them amongst you. their relationships because thank for you for me that's what it is. It's constant internal struggle. And I feel like if you're going to present this to us and and even I feel like it's pretty I feel like it's pretty shitty to like make women the forefront of this. And then you're Mm. giving us a show where they don't it doesn't seem the women and the partners they're choosing really understand polyamory and all the nuances and intersections of it. It's almost like they said, look, women say they want this. But look, 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 they don't know what the fuck they doing. I feel like that is it's so ugly. I never thought of it like that. And now that I'm comparing it to the Seeking Sister Watch show, damn it, Candace, you are absolutely right. Mm. Because if you ever watched any of even a few episodes of um, Sister Wives, those women knew exactly what the relationships were. They Mm -hmm. understood the dynamics. And when he was bringing in another partner so on and so forth even if there was some struggle maybe about time spent or you know things like that it wasn't nearly as chaotic as what we're seeing on seeking brother husband you are right. and when the women were when the women no longer wanted to be there they would leave so do you think it's a different person that produces produce that as opposed to this or they just dropped the ball I don't even know. I think they dropped the ball, and I think that um, misogyny is just very so much inherently ingrained in us that even if not on purpose, they basically rolled out a show where it made it seem like the women are incompetent 
and having these relationships that they want and that they're not good at choosing partners because as we could see, I guess we could dive right in with Kenya, Tiger, David, and the, and the actual husband. My problem with Kenya is David is her ex. And I'm not saying you can't spin a block on an ex. However, their issue was David was not comfortable being a part of a polyamorous situation where she had multiple male partners. He got really possessive. It got really toxic. He ultimately ended things. So why is he back? That is a discernment issue with me for Kenya. Why is he back? Because very rarely do people change their minds about these type of situations. Yeah, it's usually a, a line. Of so like, and then I mean, even I'm, her, go ahead, Adrian. With her and David, and it, it sounded like more like, from him, I don't have time to dedicate to a relationship, so... I'll just fuck you. And share you with other people and not care. That's how it came off to me. And I don't yeah. think Kenny has a problem with that, honestly. Because I think, like I keep saying, I think Kenny just want to be fucked and want to have that newly fucked feeling over and yeah. over and over again. So I don't even think it necessarily bothers her that that's what Which it is. But it it didn't seem like he was on board with her having more partners or anything no, else. No, he, he's on seemed, board yeah. with getting his dick wet. Yes, that's how he, I he w- They are familiar with each other. I'm assuming the sex was really good between them. And so he, he'll he he'll not necessarily agree to it, but he'll come back. For, it's for his benefit. Mm-hmm. It's not because he adores and loves Kenya. This is strictly for his benefit. And I think it will eventually bite her in the ass. And again, even with Tiger, I think Tiger was comfortable in this situation, much like you said, Adrian, because Kenny don't really care. Like he has, he has a partner outside of Kenya and it doesn't seem like he's, he cares one way or another if they're intimate or not. And so now Tiger is having all of these feelings and Kenya and Tiger are not doing anything to actually address what's going on between them. You know, she keeps trying to sweep stuff under the rug and pacify him when the, to God's honest truth, she needs to be honest and be like, it's never going to just be me, you and Kenny. Even if David Uh is not here, I would still seek other companionship. Because that is the type of lifestyle that I want. I want to have freedom to seek other male companionship outside of you and Kenny. Carl, I think his name is. Oh, Carl, Carl, yeah, Carl. I, I'm, I want to be free to seek other companionship outside the two of y'all. It's never just gonna be us three. And I think that's the the issue that a lot of people see in polyamorous relationships is that it truly is not a free for all there has to be communication and there are boundaries in these type of situations and everybody has to figure out what their boundaries are and what their line in the sand will be and they to me this show does a piss poor job at it at showing it i don't i feel like for these couples to say they have been practicing polyamory for as long as they have it sure doesn't show to me and I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much of it is male, kind of male ego, because with comparing it to sister wives, most of those women were in a bit of submissive, like relationships with their partner, but they were also yeah. on board for what it was going to be 
Um, so they had, they did have that kind of drama when they're trying to add another person. You know, how do they fit into our lives? What does it look like? Um, then addressing like their family. So their family's coming in and I'm kind of addressing it. So I kind of feel like women that become a part of this lifestyle maybe have a better understanding um, yeah. of how things are going to go versus the men that are presented to us with seeking brother husbands, because all of them are coming across as with Vincent and Tiger, they're coming across as I thought I was an exception, not a rule, and that you would yep. be adding more people. Uh, yep. The white guy and his wife, I forgot their names, that came from her cheating, and I don't think he's really as comfortable as he's saying he is. And yep. then, and then there's other- Elisa. Elisa and I can't remember the guy's name and when they had to sit down with the parents he's not comfortable because he sat there and watched his mama not I won't say she berated her but his mom definitely had a lot of strong feelings that he sat there quietly and allowed her to have instead of speaking up and saying no this is a decision me and Elisa are making we're good with it we're not I'm not asking for your blessing or your permission this is what we want to do. And this is what we're going to do. Uh, not very few of these men have confidently stated that they are okay in, with these situations and how they're playing out. Cause they can't fool their family. Yeah. I had a, yeah. I had a, a, not a friend, but somebody, an acquaintance that I knew that was going to start doing the poly lifestyle, but it was, it was precipitated by her partner, her husband cheating on her. And so when she's like bringing it to the group, I don't, I mean, I don't care about what anybody really does. Consenting adults, those are my guidelines. But it's just like, she wasn't happy with it. And I'm like, I can support you with what you want to do if that's what you want to do. But you don't even seem like this is what you want to do. It seems like you just want this piece of man if it means you have to share him with her, but that's not really what you want to do. So it seems like we have a lot of relationships like that on this show, because I think with Tiger and his parents know they may not accept it, but I don't think he's being confident in this is what I want to do. This is what I'm okay with because he's not okay with her adding other partners. So he can't even confidently go to his family and say, hey, you know, I can understand you guys might not understand this, but this is what I want to do because I don't think he's confident that that's what he wants to do. You seem like he's just kind of going through the motions. He is kind of just going through the motions because he seems to really be in love with her and really loves her and loves how their current dynamic is because Carl doesn't really get in the way. He has his own thing going on. So probably for quite a while, he has had all of her attention truly. They were sharing a bedroom and now she wants him to move out the bedroom so she could be free to uh, get bucked and fucked whenever she wants to. And reality is setting in, like you said, Adrian, that he's not an exception. He wasn't just so special that she wanted to do this with him. She wants to do this, period. With literally any, any Tom, Dick and Harry she wants. Kenya needs to be honest. I think Tiger was a physical component. I don't think she has that has anything deeper than that. And she needs to kind of be honest with that because I think his feelings are valid. Like I've been your physical component to your relationship. And now you're bringing in this other person for the physical component. You want to have your own room. So that means you're setting up to be physically intimate with someone and not, possibly be able to be shared with me 
And I think she just needs to kind of kind of be honest with what that looks like and why she's doing things. Absolutely. Um, what's the lady's name that's trying to have a baby? I know I should know everybody's names by now, but they so dumb, it's kind of infuriating. Like I just don't care to oh, know their names. All I know is her one of her her brother husband is noble. You uh, again, discernment and picking potential partners and even current partners because you go on this date, right? And this man is telling you, I'm not, I can't be responsible to, for raising no kids right now. That should have been the end of the date. You you want children in the now. He's telling you maybe eventually, why keep him around? And also, I just have a really, really big issue. Uh, they be, they, they ugly. Mm. <laughs> Charlie is her <laughs> they name. ugly. Yes, they are. Ugly. They the potential partners, especially the male partners. Like I think, like Kenya and the lady that want a baby are attractive, but as a whole, it, it's just we really watching a bunch of ugly motherfuckers bumping skins, and I don't like that. Is honestly the show should be called Seeking Brother Mid. Yeah, they just also very mid, and I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I'm open-minded about non-monogamy and things like that, different strokes for different folks. But it's just almost like, have y'all met straight men? Have you really met straight men? Because sometimes you don't want to deal with one, let alone three. Uh, I like, mean, for me, it's just they did just didn't pick like healthy people for this show. <laughs> like that's that that's how I feel. Yeah, like I feel I, like and like like when I I said at the beginning, like I feel like this show. Um, especially you know, considering like just the 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 vast stark in quality from from this to the other show, like I just feel like they didn't vet like these couples and pick like healthy people to show like and, a healthier and, and like, side we'll of be, I could be honest. Um, Sister Wives has a ton of drama. It certainly does, right? It it is not without drama, but I just feel like okay, you could give us some drama, but you should also give us couples where they're not. I can learn like Adrian something. said, I feel like a lot of these men are in these situations just because they don't, they feel like they're the exception or it's cheaper to stay married than to get, go through a divorce and things like that. And to me, that's, that's not a healthy polyamorous relationship in my opinion. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, for me, like, I don't mind like drama and mess. I mean, it's why we watch these shows and why we have this podcast, but I feel like, I would want to watch as someone who, you know, admittedly don't know much about poly and the poly lifestyle, which is why I should shut the hell up about it. Um, I would like to watch this show seeing mess and drama, but also learning something. And I don't feel like I'm I'm doing that. I feel like I'm watching people just be stupid. Yeah, seeking sister wives is different. It's just different. It's got a different feel. I feel like with this show. The women are choosing their other partners like by themselves. And on Seeking Sister Wives, they were choosing their sister wives like as a unit. Yeah. I can remember That's a good way one. to describe it. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it. I feel like the women on Seeking Sister Husband, which, hey, okay, I'm not inclined to, you know, be too mad at women not giving a fuck about somebody, a, a man's feelings, because Lord knows that's the status quo for a lot of men. But if you are going to show us polyamorous relationships, sure, show us some dramatic ones, but also show us ones where like it's a collective. These decisions are made as a collective. 
And I don't think we've seen that. The women want what they want and they don't care how the men feel about it and they're going to do what the fuck they want, when the fuck they want, how the fuck they want. And that just is what it is. And so it it kind of, to me, doesn't really help the stigmas associated with polyamory as it just a lot of times being more about selfishness than anything, if I had to say so. No, I, no, I think I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, before we head over or head down to or go to Huntsville, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and get you get you a shot. Get, we just celebrated 420. Get, get your bud. And uh, we'll be back after the break. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back, everybody. We are back after the break. Um, We're going to go and discuss Love and Marriage Huntsville. I got a lot to say, honestly. And I want to, I guess I want to start out with the conversation. So we finally see Marceau's dad. And I don't know if that's Maurice's dad. They didn't say, right? Your dad is here telling you, son, don't make the mistakes I made. Don't do the things I did. I mean, dad giving sound advice. Sound Dad said, you're going to look up one day. Your kid's going to be grown. Y'all not going to have a good relationship. Your wife's going to be older and she's not going to want to be bothered with you. You chasing a dollar down. But when are you actually taking time to live your life? It went in one ugly ear and out the other. Didn't, Mark, didn't he, he literally say it? I don't, I don't feel my opinion has changed. Didn't he yeah. legit say that? He did. He just do not care about being a present figure in his household. And to me... That that is very scary. Just for us to then see the discussion. First of all, I see why they in so many fucking lawsuits because you don't understand what it means to be an owner of a company. You mm. fat ball head dummy. You and Tisha, what do the paperwork say? Because there is no way he should have been able to bring in a business partner without you signing off on it as the own as the majority owner of that company. Why was he able to do that? Because he bullshit like, her. Yeah, he definitely bullshitting her. Something something is not adding up about that, and it doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying that I'm the best businesswoman known to man, because sure, that's not the case. But I would assume, let's say I am right now the sole owner of Flawless Noises Media. If Jeremy try to bring a, uh, bring a co-host on in a show without my permission, you think that shit going to fly? No, but you also have good sense. So I think... Because what he's trying, what I am gathering from the information is Marceau, for whatever reason, didn't have the credit, the name, the reputation, the educational background, something. He didn't have something to be able for him to be the owner of that. So Tisha is. But he's thinking you're owner in name only. And I run things. And she's letting him. Because even his football analogy, and I don't, I don't watch the the football. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be out there. I, I don't watch the sports. I'm just here for the mess in sports. But <laughs> yeah, but his analogy didn't even make sense because you really think if a player was doing something 
and what was the owner he was using? Jerry whatever? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, you don't think he would get that motherfucker out the paint? You don't think those hiring things have to go through that? You don't think Jerry Jones you, would be able to veto something? You, you smoke think, Hello, do you think that they could that the Cowboys organization could go and hire a new head coach without Jerry Jones' stamp of approval? <laughs> First of all, Tisha, the way Tisha became the majority owner of Scope is that okay, Marceau and Martel open scope together when things started to go left tisha owned a building she owned a piece of property she sold the piece of property and bought out martel's shares of the company and he had the majority ownership of the company tisha bought it out and now since tisha has had is the majority owner subsequently the business is now in the green and it makes profit, so they say, but we've never seen them those numbers to know if that's true or not. So that's how Tisha became the majority owner. And I guess, like you said, Adrian, Marceau didn't necessarily have the finances, the equity or whatever the case to buy Martel out. And so Tisha did it for him. With that said, though, again, she is the majority owner. If you are bringing in business partners and so on and so forth, I wonder how the paperwork is set up that he didn't have to run this by her and get her signature because typically you do have to run things by the majority owner of a company. You don't just get to do what the fuck you want to do when you want to do it. So something, something is not adding up with how they are doing business as a couple. And it certainly could explain all these lawsuits that they are refusing to talk about, which that's also the other thing. Again, Carlos King, we have known for seasons now that Letitia and Marceau have a shitty, uh, shitty communication when it comes to their marriage. This is nothing new. I want you to hold their feet to the fire because this is fluff and filler. It is. It's fluff and filler. Marceau has behaved no differently in this episode than so he's behaved for several seasons. Leave us alone with that. Make them tell the truth about what's going on in their business life. And And finally, before we get off of them, when people think of dysfunction in homes, they think of very overt, aggressive dysfunction. I feel like Marceau and Tisha's marriage is a good example of what dysfunction looks like when it's not overtly aggressive and the kids still pick up on it. His kids see how he talks to her and how he treats her. They see it as a problem. They know it's not right. And they just sitting up there laughing. Tisha talking about, I know, huh? <laughs> like, no, ma'am. Your kids are sitting up here telling you that they see their father treats you like shit. So that's why when people had these conversations about two-parent households and how much better they are, th this is what I'm glad people get to see. Because these kids going to have some shit with them when they get older. Because they've never seen their father be truly kind and appreciative and communicate effectively with their mother. And they see their mom just roll over and take it and try to laugh it off. That's not normal. Your kids should never be saying, I would, you, I would never let my husband or I would never let my partner talk to me like that or treat me like that. Like, that's the thing. It's not always aggressive in your face, kids seeing mommy get beat on or, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's stuff like that. That's harmful too. 
I think I agree with you, Candace. And I think what is most concerning is that for, well, how many seasons the show been? Like, what, six, seven? Yeah, six. Something like season that. six, they say. Season six. They, they we have, I don't think we've, and I could be, you know, exaggerating and blaming on my head and not my heart. We've never seen a situation on this show so far where, like, Marceau, like, you know, acts like he respects Tisha. Like, ever. no, no. And, and to to your point, Candace, like, that's, like, imagine, like, your kids seeing you just, like, not respect their mama like, at all. And the thing is, if this is what we see when the camera's rolling, imagine what goes on when there aren't any cameras around. Right. I, I don't know. It's I just happy. I was happy that the kids saw it for some fuck shit. Yeah. For his son to be like, I would never be with anybody to talk to me like that. So it yeah. seems like, yeah, he an idiot, but it seems like his kids are getting something somewhere. And maybe that's just the culture that kids are growing up with now. Like that shit is called out. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think about because otherwise I just I just don't think it's healthy for your kids to see a, a continuous and constant breakdown of communication and respect. I really don't. Yeah. I agree with that, but at least the kids seem to be at least know that, hey, daddy, you don't fuck shit. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they might um, be all right. The kids might be all right. Yeah, they might be all right. Speaking of some fuck shit, Kimmy, okay, I I do like Kimmy the most. But again, what is it with the women and these Scott men where you have to be with these men and gently stroke their egos for them to listen to you and respect anything that you're saying? Like, they, these women are literally sitting down having a conversation about how to say stuff to these men so that they can be heard and acknowledged. And that is fucking crazy to me. Because no, you shouldn't way. be you shouldn't be cussing them out, but you should be able to say, I don't think this was the right decision. How you did this, I don't think it was right. I don't think the results even showed that this was the best decision for you to make or us to make. I don't like it. Like having to frame stuff, well, in my opinion, or I believe, or like, why do you have to pacify your partner like that to be heard and respected? It's very fucking obvious if you say it, it means it's how you feel about it and it's your opinion. Duh. Like, if I say I don't like chicken, I shouldn't have to say, well, you know, I personally don't like chicken. I just said I don't like the shit. And the fact that I have to coddle you and I need a playbook to be able to communicate with you because you are that disrespectful and you don't take me into account when you do things and say things. That just says a lot about where the relationship is at. Yeah. I think it's, we've said it, you know, multiple times, but the both of the brothers, um, like Marceau is, you know, obviously the worst of them, but Maurice too is just, these, they are very, like, you think of any stereotype of a man, just anyone, just pick one. It's the Scope brothers. They all of them. Yeah. 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 I agree. And it's and it's frustrating because, you know, to your point, Candace, you see these women and they have, you know, regardless of, you know, how we feel about them being bozos, like they're brilliant, they're they 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 have things going for them outside of their husbands, they have their own identity, et cetera, and then they still have to like coddle these niggas because they are so goddamn ridiculous where they 
if you don't stroke their ego to get them to halfway listen, they'll throw a tantrum. Grown ass niggas. Grown ass men. Grown as hell. Yep. So y'all want to go to this spa day because first of all, I do we ding mail for this and and said it like if you're going to be on this show, you don't want to be around the other people, the other cast members. Why be on the show? Just take your executive producer credit and run for the win. It seems like she has been more open to filming with the with the other people. And not just playing nice, nasty, but seemingly glad to be there. And I appreciate that for now. Um, what the f- okay? Can we acknowledge that Tiffany and Lewis had this baby to try to save their marriage? And I just feel like Tiffany has a ton of fucking nerve to always be so knee deep in everybody else's business when she and Lewis ran off the show last season when their marriage got called to the carpet at the couples retreat. They literally left the couple's retreat and did not come back. And then we saw them maybe once or twice after that. So just for this woman to always be knee deep in everybody else's business, I do not understand. Because you and Lewis are truly not happy. They haven't been for a very long time. Lewis wanted this. uh, Tiffany wanted this baby. Lewis didn't. Then Lewis wanted the baby. Tiffany was unsure. Now the baby here, you sitting up, you three months pregnant, you in everybody else's business because you know you can't get popped in your goddamn mouth. And again, I I see why Mel distances herself from these women because when they're in that room talking, first of all, why are you bringing up Tiffany? Why are you bringing up the Kiki situation when you was cried as a church mouse when it really fucking went down? Now you got so much to say about it, and you trying to you trying to get your Mel, who you consider a friend, who when you were running around looking for your birth parents and trying to figure it out. Mel was right there with you every step of the goddamn way. She's telling you she's not entertaining this conversation. Why are you trying to force it? Not only that, to add to that, why are you trying to bring up the goddamn key shit when we are trying to move away from it? Because Lord knows we are tired of bringing up this shit for the 89th goddamn time. Because she don't have nothing to do. She don't have no storyline. She didn't have nothing to say when the Kiki shit happened in real time. When it actually filmed, she sat there quiet. She sat there super fucking quiet and didn't say nothing. Now you got all this to say about people's family should do this and people stay out them people business. You are not that close with Tisha. You don't know Kiki. Go, Go see about that big lurch looking motherfucker that you married to. Big bad body slack jaw ass Lewis. Ugh. Like it's it's just giving really pressed and even when they go in the room. And so I a part of the reason why we really need to move past the Kiki shit is because as you can see, Kiki bringing it up again and not being fucking accountable. It doesn't matter what message Kimmy delivered back to Tisha. Kimmy did what she was supposed to do. Like if if Tisha found out Kimmy was there for that whole situation and never brought it to her, it would be hell to pay. Tisha would still be crying on their motherfucking TV screens right now. When I tell you, I am so tired. So, 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 so tired of this goddamn storyline. I'm so tired. Like, I'm tired of storyline. And what else is Kiki going to bring? Because I'm not spending a season rehashing this thing over and over again. I'm just not. And rehashing it when it was something you know that you did intentionally to create drama. 
Like it doesn't matter who delivered the message back to Tisha. You did it. Just stand on what you said and what you did and call it a day. You don't need to have a conversation with uh, Kimmy because if you hadn't have been at that lady house talking shit about your cousin, Kimmy wouldn't have had nothing to go back and tell. It would have been, oh yeah, I saw Kiki at Mail House, but she wasn't talking about nothing. We just had a good time. Like choices were made in that situation and we got to be honest about them. Choices were, it, it, it's almost as if this is the consequences of my own action. And again, I really don't care that Kiki did what she did because Tisha keeps shit going and Tisha messy. And Tisha is a throw stones and hide her hands type of person. So I really do not care if Kiki did that, especially if you, and especially when Tisha and Marceau brought up her, her prescription drug habit, trying to be fucking funny. And you didn't check Marceau about it. So, okay, you got your lick back, but just stand on the fact that, hey, yeah, I got my lick back. I was talking shit. I, hey, it is what it is. But all of this, what Kimmy should and shouldn't have done, now nah, you don't get to do that because if you wouldn't, if you wasn't running your mouth about Tisha and Marceau marriage and bringing up cheating rumors and this, that, and the third, Kimmy wouldn't have had nothing to run back and tell. Y'all could have drank eggnog and had a wang dang doodle and called it a day. No, good nigga, damn. Yeah, for sure. So it's just, again, I don't understand why Kiki is here. I don't understand what more she's bringing to the show. She done buried the hatchet with Tisha just to unbury it with Kimmy. Why are, what are you doing? Why are we here? And I don't know. Okay. I feel like Stormy is trying really hard to have a spot on the show all of a sudden since Destiny is gone. Because you you taking shots at Mel and well, instead of her just saying, I don't want to talk about it. She like, I love the room in the court. Like, bitch, what? Like, again, it's very obvious that Mel is not trying to rehash the Kiki Tisha situation. It don't matter how she frame it, leave it alone. And if y'all are friends with her, it's no reason to be rehashing it. But then y'all get mad when she changed her number on y'all and don't give you the new number and caught you from a burner phone. But y'all giving burner phone energy. But it's also be direct. Be direct though. Like I get it. I I mean, I get it, but just be direct. Like, oh, you know, I'm not going to give my energy to that. But I think I'm not even trying to be funny. I just think that is the, that should be common knowledge at this point. If Mel is showing up to something that Tisha throws, I think we can all assume that they're trying to leave their bad energy and, and they're, you know, the issues they've had in the past. And I just think Tiffany was being extremely messy trying to dredge it up again. It felt like a set piece. That's what it felt like. It felt like, okay, and here we need someone to bring up bring up past mess because we need to push along the story. Okay, who's going to do that? Uh, oh, Kimmy, bam. It felt like a set. It didn't feel organic. It didn't feel organic. Yeah. It didn't feel authentic. And it just felt like, again, rehashing the same shit because we don't have any new more interesting storyline to push forward so we gotta we, it, it, it filler it feels like filler it feels like it does feel like filler and again i just i don't know like i enjoyed the episode don't get me wrong but they're gonna lose me if we gotta keep talking about Kiki and Tisha. Yeah. Because in the grand scheme of things, none of what really happened 
was so so grandiose and dramatic that we should be talking about it this season. Like, bro, like this... the cheating rumors, the 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 discussions about Tisha and Marceau marriage, that is common fucking knowledge. Everybody has had the same things to say about how he treats her, how he talks to her, how he gaslights her. Why are we here? Maybe Kiki had no business saying it to who she said it to in that moment, considering where, where Mel and Tisha were, but it wasn't a secret. All right. And and so now I'm just like, why are we still here? Where's let's get to something else. Like, bro, the fact that Kiki is in the credits is pissing me off so bad. She don't because why? 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 If and that's my other part. If Kiki is gonna be a part of the show. Why aren't we seeing Kiki independent of the of Tisha and the other women? Hello, like if on, she part of the credits, let's see her life. Let's see what the fuck she really got going on. They need another project or yeah. a fake project <laughs> or whatever. Which whatever. That, they that, it looks like it's coming up. It looked like it's coming up next week when they start talking about this black business expo thing that they're doing, which is basically um, a flea market for for. It basically seemed like a flea market, honestly, like for, for business owners, like, ah, this is my business, this is my product, this is what I got, this is what I do. And again, and also I want them to dead the whole comeback group thing. Nobody is coming back together. Because right, it's been coming back for about four seasons. And it ain't fucking came back yet. Right, like, like we... We 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 got we we got a better chance of having another uh, outcast reunion than for the, for these niggas to come back. Instead of trying to have a comeback group meeting, let's just talk about unbigging Marceau's back. Unbig your back. That's what the new. That should be the new project. Unbig Marceau back. Oh, <laughs> you are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Un, unwiden unwiden your hips. <laughs> unwiden your. All right. <laughs> He got more hip dips than than, than some women. Unbig your back. The unbig your back group. Like yeah, enough is cool. enough. Um, they've been pretty tight lipped about these previews for um for the rest of the season. So maybe some some good drama is gonna pop off. I hope so. But I really hope so. Cause I I really don't want to put love and marriage Huntsville in the I'm just here so I don't get fined category. Same. But because is. we got we got Bell Collective come back coming back we got Married to Medicine coming back we got Real Housewives of Atlanta coming back I'm okay with dropping the show off until they could get their shit together because we've done it before yeah we've done it before so you know that's where that's where I'm at with it um that's that's all I got you know that's all I got y'all got anything else anything y'all want to say before we get on up out of here. No, not for me. Uh, I'm pretty good. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Be sure to go subscribe to our Patreon. $5 is going to get you access to Ratchet Reloaded, where we cover uh, love during lockup, love after lockup, life after lockup. I'm glad your mama locked up. I hope your daddy get locked up. We could lock your kids up, too, if you need us to after lockup. Honey, I locked the kids up. No, <laughs> we also cover grown and gospel. Um, I'm sad. Life after lockup season finale is next week. And then um, I don't listen. Nope, not. I'm not covering the mama June shit. I'm not. I'm not. So we're going to be finding back? something else. 
Yeah, she's supposed to be getting married to the nigga with no teeth. If it's messy <laughs> enough, we might talk about it. But um, otherwise, maybe we will go ahead and add couples retreat to the Patreon and while uh while they film a new um love during lockup and and you know go from there grown and gospel and put a ring on it and all of those good things so again go subscribe there's that talented 10th uh summer house show coming oh yeah i'm excited to see not that we have to cover it but i'm excited to if it's worth covering we could cover it now you know you ain't steered us wrong yet well we'll see but you know i love some good talented 10th so i'm down yeah well cool we will be back next week you'll be getting a new episode of ratchet reloaded next week as well you'll be getting a new episode of the wind down um we appreciate y'all thank you for rocking with us and we'll see you next week everybody bye y'all